Welcome to the Legislate podcast, a place to learn about the latest insights and trends in property, technology, business building, and contract drafting. Today, I'm excited to welcome John, founder and product owner of Bosco. Bosco is an online retail index which helps retailers make better digital marketing decisions, benchmark their performance, and predict where to invest their budgets for maximum efficiency and return on investment. John, thank you for making the time. Would you like to please share a bit of background about yourself and Bosco? Uh, well, thanks for having me, Charles. Uh, so, John Redman, founder and CEO of Bosco. We are a digital marketing intelligence platform. I suppose my background, I've been involved in marketing technology and marketing agency services for the past 25 years, which makes me sound very old. So, I suppose even has marketing technology even been around that long? But no, and I've always had a view of how can we help people make better decisions so someone always said to me years ago the people that made the money in the gold rush were not the people looking for the gold they were people selling the shovels so i'm trying to work out in this whole e-commerce gold rush who's making the shovels and one of the things we identified over working in several different agencies over the last few years was people Certainly brands and retailers really struggle to work out where to invest their money. They have to rely on. So if you go ask Google, Charles, where should I spend my money? They normally say Google. If you go ask Facebook, they'll say Facebook. So and if you're a brand, you might have an agency, but the agency might also be biased because they'll tell you what they're good at or what they've got capacity with. So we wanted to build a tool that was completely independent, almost like the trip advisor for buying media to give you this sort of independent trust mark of here's what you should do based on your website, based on your data, this is what you should do next. So that's what we do as Bosco. We got some, we've had some government grant funding, which was wonderful for innovation, nearly 200,000 pounds over the last two years. We got, we've had a couple of million pounds worth of seed investment from several well-known entrepreneurs, including the, one of the founders of Skyscanner. So we're well-funded, we've got a very big vision and ambition and yeah, we're two years into two and a bit years into our story. We're now 35 people, 45 clients and based in five different countries. So we're on a bit of an adventure. So yeah, hopefully that answers the question for the intro. Well, congratulations on um, the success, both on the funding and the grant and, and building the team in, in such a short period of time. So in these two years, what's been your favorite moments? Favorite moment? I, I suppose I, they, some of them are a, a bit, it, it was probably getting everybody back together after the pandemic really not that the pandemic's over but it's it was when we decided we're going to have uh, a get together within the rules and not like a Tory party that's not a party so we're going to have a company meeting and encourage everybody to come and then have a drinks do afterwards I think that was the big one for me which we managed to do in September time so for me it's all about the team and it's all about the people and I, I think we've got a, a very talented team of young people some of them it's their first or second job out of university and i think work in my opinion we are a fully flexible work from home business but i also think it's important to when it's your one of your first second first or second job at uni learning with colleagues in a, in an office is really important getting people back together and it's probably been my most favorite thing which i never thought would be a favorite thing i just thought that would be normal yeah i think um we, we do get used to building relationships with people via zoom and then everything that we thought was, was true about relationships turns out to be wrong when we meet in person and we start to realize that there's a lot missing and, and as you said especially when it is your first or second job there's so much you can learn from 
you know, more experienced peers. So I can definitely relate. And what do you wish you had known before starting Bosco? Obviously, I, I'd wish I'd known things like legislate existed and, and contracts were, could be made more simple. I think I wish I'd understood how awkward and difficult banks can be for startups. Somebody needs to fix banking for startups. So we were well funded. We had significant investment. Yeah, we just struggled to get the banking thing moving and going, which actually slowed it down probably six, eight, ten weeks because the banks are just useless, in my opinion. We were too big in terms of investment for the startup challenger banks, but the big old Goliath banks like the HSBCs and the Barclays, it was just so slow and you couldn't go see anybody. Right. And this was even pre-pandemic. So it was it just it was just poor customer service. And yeah, the sooner we can move to a Monzo or a Starling or somebody, yeah, I'll be straight out of the door. So yeah, banking. Yeah. Understanding banking would have been how much pain it was gonna be. It it definitely does take a long time to open up a bank account. Yeah, but you see like even when you've got um, the money, right? I have the money. I've got some money, I wanna give it to you so you, we can start paying people's wages. Let's get on with it. And it was just yeah, yeah. painful. Yeah. And now you've been at it for two years. What's the um, big vision for the next five, ten years? That's a very timely question. So we had a management offsite last week where we set our vivid vision. So there's a, a, a book called Vivid Vision, and it's about getting everybody to go through that visualization process. So we've had all the different teams break out into different groups and prepare their vivid visions of where we're going to be in five years. Some of them think we're going to have a company private jet. I don't think we're going to be signing that off, but we're definitely going to grow our global footprint. We'll definitely have multiple teams in the States. There's a big opportunity for our business and our software in America. And hopefully we're recognized as that sort of trip advisor of digital analytics, that trust mark. And I think there's, um, there's almost like a buyer review platform called G2, where you can get awards from your customers. So that's sort of almost like our own SaaS trip advisor. And hopefully yeah. we've won some recognition from our clients and our partners for being a useful piece and reliable piece of software by G2. And, and hopefully we've retained our team and we're growing still. Yeah, so there's, I've got some financials and some numbers, but I don't think it's, it's really appropriate to share that. But for me, it's about the people and the team and then the client recognition and retention, really. So we're currently 35 ish people will probably be i don't know 100 people and i don't want to get much bigger than that because uh, then it gets complicated with all the hr stuff but yeah and and we'll still be in five countries but probably different hubs of, of teams but still offering people the chance to work remotely yeah and we, i don't think we'll have the private jet the one big vision that came back across the whole team is everybody wants a company ski trip so okay. i want to be able to afford profitably afford a, a company ski trip and not be frowned upon by the investors for doing it. That's um, a great vision. And and hopefully also there won't be any um, ski accidents. Well, yeah, we, we don't want that. We possible. might need a, a waiver form from you guys to get everybody to sign. <laughs> exactly. And as a uh, CEO of a growing business, what are the key contracts that you interact with the most? Oh, so non-disclosure agreements all the time. And then I suppose partner agreement are a big thing and i think having trying to get a mutually beneficial partner agreement is really tricky especially then between the uk and the us and we've all got different terminologies different stuff and then i suppose when i buy things we, we well when we sign up to things i sign a lot of other people's con we ask people to obviously when they buy our services and our licenses sign up to our contracts so 
they're probably the main ones and yeah i'm still amazed at the the lack of standardization and the variety of different formats and and everything that is flying around yeah i i think we're definitely trying to standardize agreements so that they're easier to process and easier to read and then easier to manage per signature because if you have 10 different NDAs and they're all different, then it's much harder to do any form of analysis. Oh, there's the thing that annoyed me the other day, and I, like the, the, my legal firm can remain anonymous, but I got an email from their system, it must be from a system, going that we're not going to hold these documents anymore, they're now your responsibility, where are you going to put them? And then I'm suddenly paranoid going, we already downloaded them. Am I going to duplicate them? And it just created this whole doubt in my mind. And, and we had already downloaded them. We'd archived them. We'd stored them somewhere sensible. But it was just, it was an unnecessary worry, I think. Because they were like, mm-hmm. we're going to delete them. It's now, They're now your responsibility to keep the signed copies. Yeah, so things like that as well. Yeah, that post-signature thing is, I think, people massively undervalue. Yeah, absolutely. And with your contracts, what are the the common issues or areas of friction that you encounter and what do you do to overcome them i think you've got to make it easy for people to to sign stuff and that's both for me so i had someone send me genuinely a form like a pdf form that they wanted me to print out and fill out and sign take a photo or scan it back in and, and email it back to them. And it, and it got to the point where the, the process was so cumbersome that I literally, I nearly didn't do what we wanted to do because I was just like, I don't even have a printer, right? So we, we do at home, but then we're trying to have a paperless environment and we're trying to have, and, and yeah, we've got the, the service office we're in has a printer, but the cost of using them to print the three pieces of paper we need a month versus actually buying a print and buying the ink it was just like so i think the most frustrating thing is people who are just haven't modified their processes or thought about the user signing i want it to be as easy to sign a contract as it is to download a song from itunes right that it's got to be that easy and yeah so i think it's and also i suppose the other bit is highlighting the important points and putting in a language because I still get frustrated with the language of, of all of this as a highlighting yeah. and putting in so I'm a simple Yorkshire lad right I can you put it in some simple Yorkshire for me so I don't need to pay another lawyer so that's a big frustration one is the process of signing things and one is the actual terminology in the language yeah. but yeah they're probably my two biggest things really and it all needs to work on, it needs to work on a phone right I just need to be able to press some buttons on a phone or I suppose have the ability to forward it easily to somebody and go look could you just check this right and check it but if sometimes you can't forward these online things because it's been sent to me only right so then it's oh that's a hassle I, I I definitely understand and I think it's signing something easily is important but uh, understanding what you're signing is essential and and you can need both hand in hand which at legislate is definitely something that we, we try to do we try to simplify the language and also highlight areas of the contract with explanations and really also extract the key terms which are important for the contract so that if you don't read the contract at least you know what the key terms are obviously we encourage everyone to read that it does amaze me how many people yeah. and i know they haven't read it because we've got like tracking stuff mm-hmm. how many people sign stuff without yeah. reading it? it's phenomenal yeah and also dangerous yeah. and scary yeah absolutely especially when um, things go wrong yeah. in, in the contract. Yeah, great answer. So 
I'm conscious, John, that I've taken a lot of your time already, so I'm going to ask you the closing question we ask all our guests. If you're being sent a contract to sign today, what would impress you? Well, that's a good question. So I think the biggest thing is it, it'd have to be super easy, already populated with all the information. There's nothing more annoying where someone sends me a contract and I've got to fill it all out myself. You knew who you were sending to. You knew what it was about. So I don't expect to fill out an order form or a thing. So it's already filled out and it's basically almost like one or two buttons. And it, but it, as, as I actually was saying is, it's easy but simple and it highlights exactly what we're doing and yeah and then maybe also afterwards it's there's some sort of follow-up where it not only emails it to me it gives me the option to save it somewhere else or it says and there's a nice sort of thank you sort of message or forward to a colleague but yeah just smooth and easy that's what would impress me yeah and just joined up that's the thing for me. It's just all joined up. But, but yeah, now with mobile technology, you can do huge amount of stuff and you can pull into the services of the phone, right? You, do, you can really do some cool stuff. But yeah, just make it easy for me. That's what I'd say. Perfect. That's a great answer. And I think something which a common answer across a lot of guests is, you know, easy and easy to understand and easy to sign. So yeah, thank you very much, John, for um, taking the time. Best of luck conquering the world and, and working towards that ski trip. Yeah, no, no thank you. And, and uh, yeah, thank you for taking the time to chat to me. And uh, I, I, I wish you the best of luck with your business. You're certainly onto something very useful for busy people who want to get contracts done. Well, thank you. We're trying. Yeah. Perfect. Bye-bye.